Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome back to another segment of Keep Idaho Red Radio with Tom Loon and Vic Miller. And uh, we have an opportunity to visit with uh, Representative Bruce Coggs from Canyon County. And we're going to talk to him about his committee assignment, a little bit about his district, some of the bills that he's going to be seeing. But uh, Representative Scoggs, thanks for joining us here on Keep Idaho Red Radio. Well, it's a pleasure, Tom, and I thank you for having this show. It, it's uh, it's it, it's a, it's a hobby, and we enjoy doing it. But tell us that the, you're, you're, you chair which committee, and what are what are some of the responsibilities of that committee? I am the new chairman for Judiciary and Rules and Administration, and we oversee different departments, including the Department of Corrections, Correctional Industries, Commissions of Pardon and Paroles, the Judiciary. And so it's a privilege for me to be part of this committee. It's all, it is all things that I'm very interested in for the benefit of our Idahoans. Well, public safety is a huge issue, right? And we see more and more uh, conversations about um, how we can do it better, but also just kind of raising our ability to respond to some of the things that, that we're seeing. And uh, earlier when we were talking, you mentioned one of those that we're, we're hearing more and more conversations about, and that's fentanyl. Yes, Tom, fentanyl is killing people young and old throughout our state. It is a vile drug, and it needs to be stopped. Right now, our laws are not strong enough to stop the fentanyl trafficking. And so I expect some changes in that direction. There's been proposals, and I look forward to having those debated in our committee. What are some of the bills that you've seen or or that you anticipate? Well, there's a couple different types. People want to take away mandatory minimums on drug laws, but then when you look at heroin, where they're the drug laws that are mandatory minimums, they are actually deterring the the heroin trafficking. And so we're going to be bringing or seeing a bill on fentanyl that mirrors the heroin statute, but it will increase the amounts that you're found in possession of before there's a prosecution. No one wants to see the mules, so to speak, or somebody just happens to have a user uh, addiction get the mandatory minimums. Governor Little mentioned this when we visited with him a few weeks ago, that you need to separate those that are victims of this versus those that are perpetuating it, those that are profiting from it, those that are, uh, you know, um, I, I guess a step or two above mule meals, as you described them, or or people who, who, who have become addicted. Yes, and we want to imprison the real traffickers. They're killing people. So, so uh, I think a lot of people are just becoming aware that fentanyl is an issue in Idaho because we hear about it around the country. We see what's happening on the border states with the fentanyl seizures and, you know, the amounts that are being seized, and it's alarming. But I just don't think people have yet grasped the fact that it's here and it's having such a devastating impact on Idahoans. I hope that that message gets out that it is a real problem. It's really in our communities, and it is victimizing a lot of people. And by victims, I mean death. And and it doesn't seem to be specific demographically. It can be rural, urban. uh, It can be all income levels. uh, It just uh, it doesn't seem to have any uh, specific uh, demographic as to who's suffering the most from this. Correct. Talking to law enforcement, you are correct. I mean, just something smaller than a grain of salt 
in that mix of drugs can kill you of fentanyl. Wow. Wow. Um, well, we're going to keep an eye on that and probably have you back to talk more about that specific issue. When, when it comes to uh, judiciary, what are some of the other responsibilities and other, some of the bills that you expect to see? I think people are kind of maybe uh, aren't really familiar with the legislators, legislature's role in judiciary um, functions. Tom, let me bounce around a little bit. I expect to see a bill on human trafficking. I'm told by many in law enforcement that we cannot prosecute human trafficking, which is different than prostitution, where someone is coerced or enslaved into sex slavery, really, and human trafficking. We want to get those traffickers. Another word for them is pimps. And right now, my law enforcement tells me they can't get those prosecutions done because of how the legislature has written the laws. So we're looking for some improvements on that. And it's complicated, but I hope that a bill will come forward to make that work. Um, and then also uh, something a little different is that we may be addressing whether to bring back the firing squad for humane executions in Idaho because of the difficulty we're having um, with our current process for executions. So Idaho is, uh, we do have the death penalty here. Yes. And uh, I remember when uh, when I was in office and uh, Governor Otter dealing with the decisions that ultimately comes to a governor's desk as you get closer and closer to those to those executions and one of the things what uh, that, that you just mentioned was uh, the um, the legal challenges if you will because of the, the 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 drugs or chemicals that were used in the execution so this is something to help address that uh, yes we can't get the the legal drugs for the executions and then they, there's an execution deadline for a certain inmate and the, the courts have decided that person should be executed for justice and when that deadline passes then they have to get a whole new order from the judge for a new execution date but it I believe there was one just earlier this month, last month, that we couldn't do the execution because we couldn't get the lethal injection materials. See, and folks, we're visiting with Representative uh, Bruce Goggs from uh, Canyon County and uh, uh, here on Keep Idaho Red Radio. And uh, let, let's just continue the conversation about some of the other responsibilities that you have and legislation that you anticipate uh, coming uh, in front of your committee. Well, one thing that might be a little less exciting for people, but it's important, is that our judges, our judiciary, did not get a raise last year, even for cost of living, when every other employee in the state got a raise. So that falls in your committee's jurisdiction also? It does, Tom. And personally, I can't speak for the committee, but I want to see them get their raise and cost of living and and further raises. I want my judges to be paid fairly. Some of them are on the bench, and the public defender that's before them is getting paid more money from the state than they are. Oh, that well, those are the kinds of details that people aren't aware of, and when they're made aware, they understand the importance of the issue then. So um, uh, one of the things that uh, we, we've heard as we've talked to the new Speaker of the House and other committee chairs is that uh, there is, uh, you know, 40 or so new legislators. And so how, does that, how has that affected your committee? Well, I testified in front of the Rev and Task Committee on a bill of mine this morning, and it's a, it's a little unnerving because you don't know how those new people think, how they're going to vote, uh, and, and they're learning as well. Uh, so we're, the jury's still out on that. Yeah. How about your committee? My committee has, I think, nine or ten out of 18 new people. Wow. So Half of them. 
Yeah, they're learning. I'm learning who they are, what their interests are in justice for our state. And But I like them all on my committee, and that, I mean that truly. They, they come from different backgrounds, but they have the right interests. Uh, for the people of Idaho. Well, you you uh, you mentioned uh, before about uh, you know the, the um, and there's been talk that uh, the legislature seems to be getting off to a bit of a slower start. If you just look at the number of bills that have been uh, presented, uh, do you think that's one of the reasons? Is you've got almost half the legislature that's new, and they they are getting their feet under them, and uh, and perhaps that's why there's been so few bills that have uh, been, uh, I guess, uh, submitted so far. I know that legislative service services office has been very busy getting bills drafted so they're they're so there's a lot in the hopper there is a lot in the hopper so um hang on we're taking our vitamins and getting ready (laughs) all right um you've been in the news recently and i want to give you a chance to talk about this representative but you've been in the news recently about um uh you know uh, putting some sideboards on the testimony that comes in front of your committee so Tell us what those sideboards are that you've talked about, and then and then we can talk about some of the reasons why. And, and I might even add some of my personal experience with why I believe there needs to be some sideboards. But go go ahead and talk to us about uh, some of the things that you've proposed to to um, address that in your committee. First, my job in the committee is to make sure everyone is heard, to make sure that we get through as much testimony as possible. But we've had problems in the past and complaints from other chairmen in the past where a group of children, and that by that by children I mean persons under the age of 18, come in, they're, they're disrespectful, wagging their fingers at a, a legislator and told one legislator, you need to go back to seventh grade science. Uh, and they they come in as a group, usually an activist group a lot of times, but there's very valuable testimony that comes from some children. So the sideboards I want to put on that and have is that um, you, you will not testify unless I invite you as a child. I'm going to give preference to the voters, the over-18 adults. Now, we have sideboards for children in all areas of the law. They're not allowed to sign an illegal contract, and there's a reason for that. If they commit a crime, they're not treated harshly as an adult. There's a reason for that. Now, I am listening. There's different people who have written in, including, I believe, the Meridian City Council and their mayor. I know some of them. They could have just called me on the phone, but they made a public letter and all signed it. So I think there's a little politics in that for whatever reason. No. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, but but I'm listening and, and respectfully, but I, let me tell you, and there's my telephone right here. I'd say 80 to 90 percent of the calls from minor children that are calling on this issue are either reading a card yeah. or, or are very insulting, name calling, foul language. Uh, and that, that doesn't sway me at all. In yeah. fact, it makes me want to dig in. Make, it makes me want to dig in a lot harder. But I have listened to responsible adults and children who have talked to me and met with them. And I'm going to make a modification uh, to that at my next meeting. But I'm not going to tell you what that modification is. So stay tuned. I, I will tell you when I was in office and we had uh, bills. And of course, education impacts kids and impacts adults, impacts everyone. And uh, when, when I was in office, we would have bills that were a lot. Of people wanted to testify and it had to be managed if you even had large groups of adults representing the same organization they couldn't all testify they were asked to pick one 
one or two spokesperson, and you definitely didn't want people to get up and repeat the same things others have said before. And also, we tried to give preference to people who had traveled a long distance, Certainly. right? Especially if there's going to be multiple days of testimony. And so there's always been sideboards. Um, and, uh, and and so I think, you, you know, your efforts to manage that aren't uncommon, right? And, and, and uh, perhaps it'll be a great civics lesson for kids. When you mentioned wagging your finger and stuff like that, no adult would that would that would not be tolerated from an adult who is testifying in front of a committee, right? And so maybe there's a good civics lessons there for our youth also. And certainly we've had some wild adults in committee, but they pay taxes, they're voters, and so we'll gavel that down. But right. I, I just don't want a busload of children coming in here from some activist group taking up the time of the tax-paying voting age people. Yeah, well, we appreciate that candid uh, and uh, you know comments, and then we'll follow up on after your meeting uh, to, to to learn some of the changes, and I suspect we'll have a chance to read them. But uh, really appreciate you spending your time on Keep Idaho Red Radio with us, Representative Scoggs, and we will uh, have you back soon. It's a privilege. Thank right. you. Thank Take care. You. And folks, we'll be right back.